Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Customizing Culture, the Heat Press Nation podcast. My name is Jared Barbosa, and I'm very excited to have my special guest today, Erastus Snorway of Garment Creations. Erastus, how you doing, man? Hey, Jared. How are you? Thank you for I- welcoming today. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's good to finally have you on the podcast. Uh, been seeing your work around a lot. You do great work, by the way. I love it. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yes. Yeah, been for doing sure. that so, for a minute. So, yeah, I've been trying to yeah. get with you for a little bit, you know, so it's good to be here. For sure. Now, for those people who may not know your work, why don't you give us a little overview who you are, what you do? Tell us a little bit about Garment Creations. Okay, so like like you said, Jared, my name is Erastus, and I own the company Garment Creations, which is a apparel decorating company that specializes in heat press technology. And yeah, so that's that's basically what we do. We we operate on all social media platforms, and I'm sure we're going to get into more of that. Nice, nice. Yeah, I know we we were talking before we came on the podcast. We we're talking a little bit about the weather. Where where are you based out of? Um, right now I'm in Pennsylvania, so I'm right outside of okay. Philadelphia. And it's it's hot for you guys over there too, and it, yeah. it's we're in like the nineties this week here in SoCal. Yeah, we're about we're about that high right now. It's about ninety degrees outside. Yeah, Global warming. No, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, yeah. man. So wh- I I love your story, um, but not everybody knows your story, and that's what I'm really excited to get into today. Um, when I kind of did a little bit of research on you, because I kind of known more or less, like I've seen you around, of course. You, you, if you're in the heat press business long enough, you see people, and it's funny because like I thought we had like known each other before because I've seen you around so much, on, especially on social media. And I was like, wait, no, I don't think I've met this guy yet. So it's it's actually really good. It's a really it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, and so I know your story, uh, but for our viewers out there who don't, can you kind of, can you kind of walk us through the timeline of starting garment creations? Cause that's your business. You've been working how long now, or wh- why don't you give us a story? Yes. Yeah, so garment creations was something that started, it's about to be eight years now in August. Oh, nice. And yeah, so we've been, we've been doing a customizing business for for a few years you know more than a few years actually but so this all started with with a just just a vision right I had a friend that was getting married and I happened to be in the wedding so I told him like yo bro we should do some we should do some shirts for the wedding yeah I had no idea what I was talking about Jared I don't know why (laughs) I even said that I was just like yo we should do some shirts and he had the nerve to say yeah who gonna do it and I said me and well, and that's where it started. So I had to figure out like, okay, how I'm going to do these shirts. I've, I don't say yes to this person. And he asked for 24 shirts. I didn't have any equipment. I had no knowledge. And so I reached out to a few companies nearby, spring, screen printing companies that I was going to try to get the shirt screen printed. And when I went up to the shop, there was like, there was obstacles, man. It's like, oh, you're going to have to pay for the setup fee before you have to do the artwork fee, all these different fees was coming about. And I was like, no, like I still don't up to today. I still don't think I got paid for that job. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just, unfortunately lost now, money on that one. yeah, I definitely lost money on that one, but it actually it started something and brought something out of me. Right. And so I was excited to do the job. So I went ahead and started researching YouTube like everybody else. I'm trying to figure out, man, I'm going to do this thing here. I've said yes to this person and the wedding is in a couple of days. They need these shirts. So 
I came across some videos, of course, because shout out to all the folks that were doing videos back then, all the other yeah. companies, and it was able to help me out. So I was able to get into the game with, with heat transfers. All right. So heat transfers where I started at, at this time when I got, when I got this first job, I wasn't even, I didn't even have equipment. So I ordered the transfers and realized that I needed a heat press. <laughs> Right, and just I even learn, have learning on the job, just working it out, building the yeah. plane as it flies. Right, like I'm, I'm trying to figure out, <laughs> yeah. like, man, what is this? So I'm watching videos. I see other people are using this big iron. Right, we didn't know it was a heat press at this point. So I'm like, okay, maybe I can use my home iron. So I brought this thing home. I ordered some shirts from a random dot com company somewhere, and the shirts came in, transfers came in. And I'm like, okay, we're gonna knock this thing out. So I went ahead, grabbed the iron, plugged it in, thinking I'm about to knock these shirts out. It was, there was two sides. In the front, it says, what God put together, no one can tear apart. Then I happened to do some towels. So I was like, okay, how are we going to do this? So I tested it out with the towels, and the iron didn't work out. It just was not it. So yeah. I realized, okay, maybe I'm, I'm just going to lose this job here. I feel a little disappointed, but I didn't give up. So I went to church the following Sunday. And my cousin came up in front of the church and he announced that he does, he's doing shirts. I was like, oh, oh nice. okay, you're doing shirts. All right. He said, I got all the equipment. You know, he was, he was propping his business up, trying to get, get offers, trying to get people to use him. So later on in the afternoon, I showed up at his house. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like, <laughs> just what? didn't even call and just went, you just went, over I there. just showed up, man. I'm like, <laughs> that's a, yo, that's a good what's cousin go- right there. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> I heard you, you said you used to do some shirts. What do you have? And I went into his, took me upstairs. I can remember, like, as we're going upstairs, he had this, this set up, like the printer set up here. He had this the CCIS system in this Epson. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking all this, what is this? He's like, oh, yeah, that's how you do sublimation. Da, da, da. He's explaining things to me, but him himself was new to it, right? So he was pretty new to it. So when we went upstairs in his room, he had, he had the vinyl cutter sitting on his bed. It was the MH721. I still remember that from U.S. Cutter. And this heat press was on the counter too, 15 by 15 heat press. So I was like, oh, that's the machine I seen on YouTube. He said, yeah, that's what you need. I said, okay, no problem. So I told him, I said, yeah, I got this job, man. I need to get done. Can you help me out? And he himself was like, it was his first week with the equipment. So he, oh, he like, he really didn't know much. Even yeah. the vinyl he was weeding off, it was all messy. Now that I know all the, all the different things to look yeah. for. And I was like, oh, yeah, he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> right. So I happened to go back home to get the box of shirts. And when I came back, that's how I ended up completing my first job, Jared, without using, without my equipment. Mm-hmm. And from there on, I knew exactly what I needed. Of course, I jumped on Amazon and ordered my heat press. That was the only equipment I ordered at the beginning, you know, and it's, it was actually a big, it was a power press at this time. and it was a 16 by 24. I got it for the low, you know, for like uh, 200 bucks or something yeah. like that. And I used that press for a good five years, man. And so all this started in the closet space of my one bedroom apartment with my wife. And so, yeah, that's, that's really how it started. So then after that first job, I realized, okay, there's people, people want this stuff. You know, I sold that yeah. first job where I delivered that first job. But then I started to tell the church about it. You know, I'm heavy in the church, so I started to get involved with that. So I started this brand. I said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to start a clothing brand. You know, I got yeah. the equipment. I got the knowledge. 
So I saw this clothing brand, Torn Veil. And it was a Christian-based brand, so everybody in the church was just feeling it. So I started printing shirts and using transfers. I have always used, used um, heat transfers, plastic saw transfers. At this time, I still don't have a vinyl cutter, right? I'm only using transfers. So I, I started a brand, and then people started asking me to customize things on my brand. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, can you oh, put... Oh, go, go. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the, yeah, they was like, oh, can you put my name on the back of the shirt? I'm like, I mean, it's my brand. You know, I can't customize <laughs> my brand. So, yeah, that, that led to something else. And then I started to get more requests for customs. And, like, that's where it, it kicked off at. So the business really grew or very organically is what it sounds like. It's like, hey, you started it. The people wanted it. And you're just kind of feeding the demand and growing with the demand. Exactly, exactly. Nice. The demand got so high for custom that the brand fell off. You know, it's like what what's paying is what you're going to pursue, right? So I was like, okay. Right, right. I mean, the brand's not making money here, you know, but people want the custom. So I started to get in with all the different churches, with the local people and all of that, and word started to go out. And at this time, we're still in the living room or in the dining room. Oh, I'm sorry, in the closet. Then we grew up from the closet <laughs> space, right? I grew up from the closet space into the living room. And a few years, I think about two years went by and my wife was like, man, bro, you got to get this out the house. <laughs> Just <laughs> like, take, taking over the house. Taking boxes over. Boxes everywhere. Yes. There's no yeah. dinner happening oh, yeah. at the table. None of that <laughs> stuff. Right. I'm just like, OK, yep. baby, we're going to have to figure something out. And we jumped in in faith and we ended up jumping out there to grab to grab a space, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's where it kicked off for him. Yeah. I, rem- I remember seeing that video, too, where you're kind of touring the new space. And I was like. Oh, dude, I'd kill for a space like that. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I love, yeah, one one day, one day. So so for me, I was running it out of my house. Um, so we have, like, a, the tiniest little two-bedroom apartment you ever did see. And so all my my office was in one room. And then once my son was born, adios, man. Yeah. Had to put everything out. There's, there's literally, like, no room for his crib or his dresser. So, so my business is on pause right now. Uh, okay. My side business, but uh, I'll, I'll do jobs every now and then, and I'll just go set up somewhere. I'll, right. I'll like, like I'll go. To, I'll literally go to my dad's house, go to my brother's house, and be like, "Hey, I need some space. For I need some space. I gotta afternoon. get to work yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But dude, I, I love how the business grew, and I I think it's cool because our stories are kind of aligned in in the sense of you really started from your personal network, which was the church network. A lot of my business, especially my custom business. Uh, just grew because I was doing stuff for my church and then other, so my dad's a pastor, right? Uh, okay. He's been pastoring since I was a baby. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so I'd make stuff for our church and then other pastors who, because I've grown up with him as my pastor, you know, I know a lot of pastors yep. in the area. Um, and it was really cool. Cause he'd see stuff, you know, I'd be putting it on my Instagram or he'd be putting it on his Instagram or go on the church Instagram, like, Hey, new church, whatever. Right. And it could be anything, anything from, I was doing like business cards, banners, but a lot of t-shirts and coffee mugs. Yeah. And it's really cool to just see it kind of organically grow through your personal network. And I know for us, it's the church, but I mean, for other people, it could be sports. I mean, there's so many different personal networks to take advantage of. Exactly. Um, what do you kind of recommend when somebody is just kind of growing out like you? What, what kind of uh, popular personal networks are there for people to start like reaching out to and like putting themselves out there? Yeah, so it's a good question, Jerry. Usually what I tell people, my students, is like the best way to find your market or your niche, right, your target audience, mm-hmm. you, most of the time you're already involved in that stuff. You know, you yeah, like yeah. you you are 
you're actively taking the kids to the sports game. You're like you're buying things. You have the landscaper yep. coming to the house. You get, like you're you're involved in the stuff that you actually should be game being being like introducing yourself to those people. You know, so I would say anybody that's starting off today, just think about it. Like what what circle are you in now? What events are you a mm-hmm. part of? What organizations are you are you already going to? And try to just reach out to those people and tell them, hey man, you know. I can offer you this. I see you guys are buying shirts already. Most of the time, they're already buying like custom stuff, you yeah. know. So it's just that's just the opportunity we got to log into and see where we can actually tap into our current current environment, especially your community, those local businesses, and all of those stuff. You're taking the kids to the barber shop all the time. Like what? Yeah. I mean, the barbers are wearing these kips. If they're blank, that's the opportunity there. You know, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, nobody wears blank stuff around me. You know, I tell my wife all the time, it's like, oh, man, I just I don't want nothing on the shirt today. Nope, not happening. Mm-hmm. We're a custom business. You got to put something on that <laughs> shirt. You know, dude, I throw away so many shirts every. I would say every like two months, I'll just put together a little bag of shirts, send them over to Goodwill, and it's all just custom shirts. So somewhere out there. In uh in the LA County area, there's people with my old t shirts <laughs> <Right. laughs> from the thrift store. Bunch of one of a kinds out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But to kind of, to kind of take it back just a little bit, so you started about eight years ago. At what point did you say, Hey, this is my business? Because what what were you doing before you started Garment Creations? Great. Yeah, so the Garment Creations started it's, it's, this was a side hustle, you know, like mm-hmm. I just needed an extra couple of dollars throughout the month. And so at this time I was, I was managing, I was managing for McDonald's, mm-hmm. you know, so I was managing for McDonald's when I actually started the, the custom business. And when I get off of work, I would get in the closet and do what I needed to do. Even if I didn't have customers, like I said, the brand kept me busy, right? Like just to, mm-hmm. okay. just to get my hands wet, to get, get, get my feet wet, to get the practice that I need. I was just printing stuff and just giving it to people, whatever. Even if you don't buy it, I'm just practicing, you know, actively involved. So, and then I, I left the McDonald's job and started working for the city of Philadelphia. And that's mm-hmm. when I was like, okay, I was in charge of the, the, the ordering of like uniforms. And we used to pay okay. some other, yeah, we used to pay somebody else to do it. And this time, I'm just like, man, I got to find a way to tell these people I make shirts, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, you know, it was a, it was a nonprofit. So like the money was sponsored from the city. There was all types of laws why they couldn't use employees to do it. It was a lot of things that was involved in there. But eventually I told them like, yeah, man, you know, I would want, I want to do these and I'd knock them out for y'all for the, for lower than what you can get it at. And they happened to say, yeah. And that's where it really like that's when I was getting big jobs from them. I'm just like, okay, yeah. you know, I'm placing orders and yeah, everything was good. Once I started working for the city there. Are you still working for the city or is garment creations your full time? So garment creation is full time now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It's full time. Yeah. How, how long has it been your full time? And it's, so it's been full time four years. Nice. Yeah. So okay. four years now. So you've been in it, man. Okay. So then I have a question now. How how did it work for you when the pandemic happened? Because you're if you if you've been full time for years, that means you're about a year or so in, in yes. 2020. Yep. How so, did, how did that how did that work out for you? Yeah. So right before the pandemic hit, that's when we we got the storefront, and man. So when I got the storefront, the whole idea was, man, I'm going to open a 
a custom spot just like the mall. People will pop in, they would yeah. get their shirts in 10 minutes, and then they would leave. So, like, it, it didn't work out that way, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the area that I have wasn't, like, really heavy with foot traffic, so it started to just become a studio. You know, I would get I would get orders. People would come and pick it up and all of that. Then the pandemic hit. So when the pandemic hit, it was a whole nother thing. We all went through that. We know people are not coming outside. Yeah. It's that and third. So when I realized people were not coming outside, this is when I I did the whole pivot thing. I realized like, okay, people want to learn how to do this. People are home because I'm at this time. I'm on YouTube. I was always on YouTube from the beginning. I started my YouTube channel. I believe like in 2017 right so i was always documenting the process even from the closets as people that say oh man i remember when you was in the closet space (laughs) so there was always there was always documentation out there right and then people started to reach out like oh man i want to do this i want to start mines and that's when i realized when the epidemic hit man ain't nobody coming outside but i can go to them and we started that's when i started the the e-learning um space he press university and that's when things change a lot for us. You know, we're just on online teaching people how they can start their t-shirt businesses. And yeah, that's how we're able to really survive throughout the pandemic. Nice. And now you're doing both, right? You're still taking custom jobs and running heat press university. Exactly. Yep. So yeah. So right now, yeah, we're definitely doing both. Not so much of like custom is not coming in a lot because I'm spending a lot of energy just trying to get people started okay. you know spending a lot of time mm-hmm. with the educational side and creating different programs and different courses and yeah we've able to help a lot of people now get their business started i love it now so like in in that time when you're making the pivot to to education like one thing that i love so we're, we're in the same space you and me we both do customs but we both are in product education uh showing people how to do stuff and i think one thing that i love about it you tell me how you feel about this mm-hmm. I love that people, like the videos that we make, sometimes, yes, people are just doing a hobby, uh, but a lot of times people are building businesses and they're making money off of it. Yeah. And to me, there's something real satisfying about producing content that's helping people make money ethically, right? The right way. It's not like get rich quick. It's just, hey, this is how you start a business. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely feel the same way. I get, I get a lot of joy in that. That's what keeps us going, right? And yeah, the moment I... I turn that camera on and know that somebody, if it's just one person, it's going to find value to this, you know, and then the comments are coming in. Oh, you helped me do this. I appreciate you. Don't give up. All those encourages, encourage me to just keep going, you know, and the more people that reach out, the more people ask questions, it just, yeah, it feels good. Then just, yeah, it's the same thing with creating a custom, custom apparel because then like I like to get involved with the customer, know exactly yeah. the root of their product and all of that. But it's a different thing when you know you're teaching somebody how they can start earning an income or a side hustle, whatever it is, right? But they're gonna make some type of money with the knowledge yeah. that you have. You know, and most of the time, like I used to tell people, like some people would say, Oh man, why are you teaching people the stuff that you're doing yourself? You know, like, aren't you taking money away from yourself? Like, no, man, it's like, it's legacy, you know? Yes. That's how I look at it. Somebody's going to reach out and say, Oh man, you got me started, you know? And that's the part that I really like. Yeah. Honestly, like to me, like this industry is so huge, like custom garment decoration. 
I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I would imagine it's like millions or even billions of dollars. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I do know is, dude, it's a big pie, man. We can all get our slice and you don't have to gatekeep. One thing that really bothers me in this industry is gatekeepers. Man. Like nobody wants to tell anybody where they got this, how they do that. I don't like that at all, man. And I think that's one that's one reason why I'm like really drawn to creators like you because you just put it all out there. Yeah. You share all the secrets, man. I love yeah. that. Yeah, the truth truth of the matter is like they people are trying to hide their their sources, right? But mm-hmm. really those sources need you to tell people about them. You know, that's <laughs> right, how right. their business actually moves. That's how their business grow. So, but it just got more crazier when the pandemic hit and people are printing all these courses are coming out now. So people feel like, oh, I can Oh, I can make money off of this one vendor. Oh, yeah, you didn't want to pay me to get this vendor's name. And I was like, ah, oh, come on, just pay attention to YouTube. We already released that a long time ago. It's already out there. <laughs> right? You know, like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I got an issue with that too, man. People are just trying mm-hmm. to hold the information. And most of the time, they, they themselves, they pay for that information, right? Some of them now are not even actively garment decorators. They just, oh, they heard this thing one day and boom, now they started doing it. Now they feel like, oh, I can sell this too. You know, yeah, they're just hopping from trend to trend, yeah, just man. trying to make their money. It's, yeah. yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. So in the spirit of like sharing some info, one thing I definitely wanted to kind of ask you to share with our podcast viewers and listeners is, is kind of your path. So you've covered like a ton of ground. Like I've seen your video, you've done everything you've done. I seen you, I think it was like the 3G Jet Opaque. So you've done Inkjet, you've done Plaza Salt, you've done sublimation dtf like i feel and you, have you done white toner yet i think you just got your printer so right? yeah i just got the printer yeah just, yeah okay I'm cool. just right there just got I'm rock- it <laughs> i'm rocking my, a white toner t-shirt today yeah i've been watching uh, a few of your videos to get the mirroring part the mirror the um oh, yeah. the marriage the marrying part down a little bit i was watching one of yeah. your videos yesterday yeah because i uh, didn't we'll, do we'll that hop yet. on zoom later if you still need help yeah for sure. <laughs> but yeah like so so like all of that like what would you say is a good path let's say somebody's starting off you know, and they want to like, they have a new t-shirt business, right? They need to get started for less than a thousand bucks. Like kind of like, what's your, what's your path? Like start here, start with this. Like what, what's your take on that? Yeah. So in today's world, right. I would tell, tell anybody, if you're going to start a t-shirt business today, there's a lot of different things that's going to come in your way, right? Different equipments. You're going to see all these flashy things that people have on Facebook. You feel like, oh, that's yeah. the one. Oh, yeah, I need to get this one. Oh, the 24-inch came out. I need to get this one here. But <laughs> really what you're going to do is just going to overwhelm yourself with a whole bunch of equipment, but you haven't really learned the basics, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the basic is going to be everybody that's come into the game, I think you need two things. You need to find yourself a heat press, and you need a, a, a vinyl cutter. Yeah. Right. Because like the vinyl cutter is going to teach you the basics of really cutting and weeding and like the bare minimum of customizing a name on the back of a shirt. People are always mm-hmm. going to ask for customization. Right. So if you can learn what a vinyl cutter can do for you, then you move into then people are going to start asking, man, now I want a full picture on the shirt, you know. Rest in peace shirts was a big thing for me at first. And at this time, you know, DTF wasn't around. All these other companies that have the full color stuff now, they weren't doing that, right? So the 3GO peg was a, man, that was a moneymaker. And I feel like it still is for a lot of people. So that would be the next thing I tell them, okay, if you're going to start with a vinyl cutter, people are going to ask you for full color stuff. They want their picture on the shirt. You know, grandma wants something about the kids and all of that. Then you're going to jump into an inkjet, 
right? Inkjet 3 Geo mm-hmm. Peg. You already have a vinyl cut. You already have an inkjet printer at home. The same printer that you use for your homework. I used to tell them like this, yeah. <laughs> the same printer you print your homework yeah. on. That's the same printer that you're going to need to print some t-shirts, right? It's, oh, is that true? Yes, that's it. Right. So that would be the next thing I tell you to get, like get into 3G opaque. Right. Then once you get into that, then you're going to start getting big jobs. Right. When yeah. you start getting big jobs, that's when you get into the screen printing, plaster saw transfers part of things. You know, like that's literally been that's been the path that I've walked through and helped a lot of people go through. You know, it's going to start with that vinyl cutter and your heat press They all go around that heat press. Nothing that I've yeah. done stray away from that heat press. Everything is about the heat press, right? And then when you start getting busy, you, then you move into that plastic saw stuff where you can get into those minimum 36 and 50 pieces, mm-hmm. 100 pieces, you know? But it all starts with the customer figuring out like, okay, what does this customer want first? And what do I already have in my toolbox to make this happen, right? And if I yes. can't, then I can figure out, okay, how do I outsource this to make it my, my life much easier, you know? And then nowadays we got, there's nothing you can't print now, you know, like. Right, right. You, you know? can order one piece from yeah. this person's yeah. on DTL or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, you don't even have to have the equipment anymore. I mean, oh, that is it's better joy. if, you, if yeah, if you want to be faster, sure, get your own equipment. Yep. Yeah, um, but outsourcing, but yeah. yeah, outsourcing would be a next route. You know, when you start getting busy, then you can outsource outsource the production. You know, then those transfers come up to you just like plastic soil would come. Then you just apply it. You know, you just apply yeah. it, get that customer. You spend more time getting the sales and less time producing the work when you outsource. Yeah, for sure. And I and I think that's a lot. That's one factor that a lot of people they miss. Like, and and honestly, like I almost missed it at first too when Supercolor first came out. I was like, why would I pay that much for a transfer? But then it was so fast. I got my sample pack. And this yep. is before heat pressing. We carry Supercolor now. It was way before then. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think Rum stopped by our, when we had a showroom. He stopped by. And I was like, okay. I was intrigued. Got some samples. And then when I pressed it, I was like, oh, duh. You're right. Now to fulfill this, you know, 20 t-shirt order, I'm done in like an hour or less. Yeah. Versus, oh, how much time would I have spent? on there and for me especially you know back then i wasn't a dad but i was you know new husband right Mm -hmm. i was like oh man i don't want to spend my friday night (laughs) you know four hours making t-shirts let me get these hammered out in an hour we can still go catch a movie exactly you know time time is time is a resource that i think a lot of people i mean unless you have a lot of time on your hands which god bless you but man yeah, time is a very valuable resource, especially now that I'm older. Yeah. Now that I have a kid. Do you have any kids? Yeah, so I got three. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Congrats, congrats. Yes, I got three. Oh, so I'm sure time is very important for oh, you. Oh, man, it sure is. <laughs> every, every every minute counts. And the less the less time I can spend in production, the more time I can spend with the family, you know. And mm-hmm. being able, especially if, if, you, if you're outsourcing your work, you don't really need a whole shop anymore, right? That's what I realized. Mm-hmm. It's like people, most of them, oh, yeah, you know, I got the keys. I got a brand new building. It's like, oh, man, you're not even printing 50 shirts a month. You know, like, oh. why do you have to go ahead and grab a building? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the scene, everybody oh, man. else got the, man, during the pandemic was crazy. After the pandemic, was a whole other thing. Everybody got shops. Everybody did this, you know. But yeah. really, if you learn to to value your time and realize, like, instead of me spending all this time weeding vinyl or even trying to layer multiple designs multiple layers of vinyl i can literally outsource this stuff to some of the companies now that are out there you know and 
Yeah, Supercolor came out and saved the show, showed out a lot of people, you know, came out and yeah. told us what we could do. You know, of course, we had the opportunity to work with them and help them do a lot of things there. But, yeah, like, that was a game changer. That's what opened a lot of people's eyes. Like, you mean I can get full-color stuff? You mean I don't have to use the yeah. 3GO peg anymore? Like, it's yeah. soft? <laughs> you know, like, all that stuff was great, you know. And that's when I actually died down from using the 3G a little bit. And we started using super colors transfers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So now, so now that you, so you've built, you've taken all the steps, right? You've grown from just the press cutter 3G. So you've, so you've lived this. This is not advice that you're just making up. You're not chat GPTing this Definitely advice. Definitely not right? chat GPTing this. <laughs> oh, I could spot a chat GPT blog from a mile away. I hate that. But, but you've lived this stuff, man. And so now you have all this equipment, you have all this access. So like, how do you choose what job gets what? Because I know there's a lot of our customers out there. They might have sublimation and now they want to buy a white toner. So like, if you could give us a little bit of insight into your process, like a new job comes in, how do you pick what's going to go through what print method? Yeah. So most of the time, I guess most of my process start with the customer, right? From the moment I get that phone call or somebody reach out, I'm already like most of the time this customer reaching out to you. They don't know what print method you're going to use. Right. So it's up to right, you right. to, to either stare that conversation on what tools you have. Right. So most of the time people are calling me, I'm great at selling one color jobs because I know I can go ahead and grab, <laughs> man, I can go ahead and grab like plastic saw transfer a single color and knock these jobs out. So I'm always going to try to sell those single color jobs first and let's say if, then if the customer wants something more then you know they want pictures on the on the shirts then i can get into my full color transfers but most of the times i'm staring at conversation i'm telling people you know what yeah you, you're gonna have to get 50 shirts because that's my minimum but then it'll save you a lot if you can just knock these colors out you know like you don't really need these other two colors here that's just the logo you know we can vectorize that make that a single color and like you got to educate the customer because they don't know like they really don't know Mm -hmm. it's very rare when you get a customer that say oh no i want it at screen printing you know i want it like yeah it's very rare so i tell them yep you're gonna we need to meet these minimums and then I'm going to give it to you this way. I've never really had a customer that reached out and said, oh, can you make this? Um, You know, I need it to be screen printed. Oh, I need it to. People just come to me for shirts. Right. Man. They just come to exactly. me for shirts. You know, and you got to be the professional to say, okay, this is the method that I have. These are the tools that I have. These are the relationships that I have that I can utilize to fulfill this job. You know? Yeah. I love it. It's all about the communication. Yes. You're, as long as you're clearly communicating everything including the price because some people think they want a three color job until they see the price yes and then i show them the price for the one color and automatically it's ma- it's like magic like oh yeah let's go that way yeah for yep. sure yep so i'm good at just selling that one color job man because people want to save they don't want you know they don't want to spend that full color price because exactly right, if you right. can really get your pricing down you get your numbers down and tell them hey you know this is what it's going to cost at this price, every every time I close my press, it's gonna cost you this amount of money. You know, mm-hmm. I do the same thing with front and back. Like I'm, I just want to press my shirt, close my press one time, Jared. You know, like most of the time, yes. I'm 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 staring customers away from the back prints as well because, like, come on, I just want to move on. I want to get the next <laughs> job done. Even though, yes, I'm gonna make extra five dollars or four dollars on that on that extra placement, but I'm telling them, you know what? Yeah, just let's just get it all in the front. 
You know, we can do it yeah. all in the front and we'll save you this amount of money. Save, you know, I can say, yeah, you can save four or five dollars. You know, mm-hmm. instead of it saying mom on the back, we can put it all in within that design, you know, and get it done for you that way. Oh, yeah, you know, that's good. You know, you just got to it's just communication, yeah. letting the customers know, educating them on what they can do and how they're going to save money doing it this way. Yeah, exactly. And I like how you made that point, how they're going to save money. Yeah. Because like when you can come from the angle that you're in their corner, like, hey, bro, I'm trying to help you save money. To me, like that really endears my customers to yes. me. Yes. Like if I, cause sure I could, I could quote them whatever the heck price I want. But when I tell them, Hey, here's the price for, as you requested it, mm-hmm. we could rework this. I, I, yes, I am making it easier for me, but also like the way you communicate it is I'm in your corner, bro. Yeah. I'm here and they'll for love you. you. Yeah. They'll I'm love here you. for you. I 100%. want you to save. And you know, mm-hmm. everybody, you're getting these shirts for people. They're going to wear it one time. You don't need to spend this much money. They're like, Oh, you're right. They are going to wear it one time. It's just a reunion. They're like, oh, yeah, let's do it. You know? Yeah. It's all oh about the gosh. conversation, yes, man. Yes. Yep. It's all about the I conversation. I love that. It's all about the conversation. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that from you. Yes. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. We'll give you credit. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, that's one thing I love about this podcast. I, dude, like, because, yes, I'm, I'm the host or whatever, right? But I feel like I just get so much just poured into me. And, I, and like, I'm really, like, appreciating this. Con- uh, I call it content. I really appreciate what you're sharing with mm-hmm. us. Um, cause I know that if it's, if it's like kind of impacting me, I know that our viewers and listeners are going to appreciate it. And I know that there's someone out there who's watching right now and they're just like, Oh yes. They're like, Oh yeah. All about the conversation. Yeah, all about I hope it. people after listening to this podcast, talk differently to their customers and propose things differently to their customers. Right. You know, right. I, would, I would love to see that. If, if, if that's you comment, let yeah. us know, man. Let us know down below. That, yeah. <laughs> All right, so in addition to like sublimation and everything that you do, you picked up DTF. About how long ago did you get into the DTF game and, and how have you liked it so far? Right, so yeah, so I got into DTF last, right before last Black Friday. Okay. Right, so it was about November when, when we ordered the printer. And yeah, since then, it's it's been a hate love relationship to be honest and okay <laughs> that's that's simply because like i said not everything needs to be brought in house you know and that's what i realized that first of all the technology is not 100 percent there yet right and oh, okay right from coming from 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 experience and knowing that there's companies out there that have has perfected this stuff right like the the super mm. color the other other folks that are yeah, out there yeah. right like this is their sole business so me being a a one person shop or a small business owner feel like okay let's bring the printer in you know let's do it let's spend the money bring it in but then i have realized like okay i'm doing more tech here than even production you know i'm 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 in here all day trying to get this thing working right so yeah dtf was it's it not was but it still is a love hate relationship for me and we ended up bringing a printer in. I ran that. I ran that for maybe to like March, right? Like okay. in house from November to March in house. We got through the holiday, and then I started realizing like, man, this stuff. I could. I got relationships, you know. Like I got relationships. Mm-hmm. I got people out there that can do this for me much faster, and I can do what I love to do, which is just go out there and educate and market and talk about it and get the sales. Right. You know, and yeah, so now that's really, that's the side of DTF I'm on. We still do it, still produce it, provide it, but we're not producing it. You know, we're not producing it. it. 
So what, what kind of business do you think is a good fit for DTF? Like who out, like who's a good candidate to bring a DTF machine in house? Yeah, I think, man, it's a good question. A good candidate to bring DTF in house is somebody that's, you already have other, you already have an established business. You have other print methods that you're involved in. Mm -hmm. Like DTF is not going to be the full thing. Right. And I also don't think it's for anybody that has a one, that's a one person team. Right. Because that's interesting. Yes. Okay. Especially when you go into the commercial, commercial machines. Right. We had, Mm -hmm. we had one of the big commercial ones and like that machine takes a lot of, it, there's a lot of things you got to do. There's a lot of maintenance that go with those machines. And again, if you're the person that's creating the content to get the sale, if you're the person that's talking to the customers, if you're the same person that's producing the work, you can run into some big overwhelming hiccups there. Like that was my issue, you know? And then depending on where you're at, if you're, if you're in your house, like you're in a one bedroom, you shouldn't have a commercial printer in there you just <laughs> shouldn't you know because yeah. there's 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 some there's there's some some health hazards that go with these machines man okay. and honestly because like there's films that go around the potter there's still potters that stuck to my computer now because of all the different like the dust that's going in the air there's a lot that goes with it so if you're going to bring one in I would say maybe you already have an established warehouse that you're working from, a storefront. You got something in the back of the house or something like that. But like, there's a lot that goes into it to really get it going well. That's where like I had the opportunity to visit one company and they had the whole situation. Like they spent almost a million dollars just to get that air out wow. of the building. You know, yeah. just to get the air out of the building because when we us small business, we feel like, oh yeah, you just bring it in, bring it in. But you don't, they don't really sell you the hazard concerns when they're selling you these machines. Mm-hmm. You know, like they really don't. So I would say anybody that's bringing that in, make sure you already have an established space that is not your bedroom. That even now I have a partner that's calling. Oh, you know, I got to get this machine out now because I just got a new neighbor that's got a baby and they're complaining because it's shaking oh, the ground. Man. You know, if you're not already. You don't have an established thing. I would say stay away from it. You can get so much more value when you outsource your your printing to some 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 vendors. Got it, man. That's some really really good insight, and I appreciate that it comes from a place of experience. Cause, dude, I've seen the videos, and I actually hate these videos. It's like four reasons why you shouldn't get oh. this or that, and they don't even have it. They don't, they don't have, have it. That stuff, it never <laughs> touched it. They don't have it. They. Yeah, they just they just don't. You know, people don't really understand. Oh, don't get this. You don't have it. Right? <laughs> like don't yeah. Oh, you're using a eleven inch tabletop machine, you're still feeding sheets through these machines. Don't talk about the big feeders. Like you're still feeding sheets, you know? Stick yeah. to what you know. Talk about that. Don't try to take somebody else's video you're seeing and try to redo it. Like, no, because you haven't oh, you 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 have not exp- yeah. you'd have no experience in these machines. You know, I've had the experience. I spend the time with the customer service. You know, I was on Zoom for hours. Like all those things have happened. And now it's just to the point like, yeah, it's not even worth it. It's literally not worth it. The investment has been made. Money has been money made itself back. And let's figure out we can do things much faster without damaging our lungs for any reason. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So such a good point. Oh, it's a serious, it's a a serious, it's a serious health hazard, Jared. I honestly feel like, I was affected some way from just operating this machine in a small space, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah, there's at one point I went to the doc said, man, your one nostril wasn't as clear as the other one. It's like, 
Or what have you been doing? I said, man, I've been running this new machine, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I honestly wow. feel like in the next few years, if we don't get this technology right, as far as like the vacuum system that goes into that, there's going to be some 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 real concerns, and people are going to have issues with their health. So we got to make sure. Wow. Yeah, honestly, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 really really great insight. And yeah, that's the stuff they don't tell you. Man. It don't. It don't. Um. So it's real. So it's really good to hear it from again, from experience. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, so kind of now DTF, you're still running it. So because because you have the space, yep. you have the demand. When somebody, let's say you know small business, like they want to, they're on the verge getting DTF. And I would I would ask you about. Let me ask this question first. Mm -hmm. So somebody's on the verge of getting a DTF, but they're running. It's side hustle. They have a two. They have a one bedroom apartment. Where would you steer them? Would you just go straight to outsourcing, or is there another print method you recommend? I would say I, I would try to get them to outsource. I would say outsource mm -hmm. it, outsource as much as you can until you start to make until this print method can make mm -hmm. you a consistent amount a month, right? Like Got let's it. say in order for me nowadays, in order for me to bring anything in, Jared, it has to at least be bringing in at least like it needs to be a ten thousand dollars a month type of print method. You know, like for me to open up to bring this equipment in, it's got to be worth that type of type. Right. It's got to make that sense. Or else, like, there's companies out there you can outsource this stuff too. Because now, trust me, the time that you're taking to bring this in, you're going to lose a lot of time. Like, you're going to have to learn this new machine. You're going to have to, I mean, I'm not saying don't put the time into it, right? But if you already are complaining about not having much time in your business, the DTF is not <laughs> yeah. going to get you any faster because that's what people think. Yeah. Oh, you know, this is going to get me. I'm going to get the result much faster. It's brand new. It's a new technology. Little did you know, like the maintenance side of this thing is actually crazy too. You got to keep yeah. it running. So if you're not making consistent sales already, like there's no need to bring this in because you, you're going to have to print so the print head don't get damaged. You're going to have to run yeah. this machine, right? And they, they, the, the consumables that goes with this stuff alone is, is crazy, you know. So outsource as much as you can until you know, like, okay, this machine is already paying for itself. Then you can bring that machine into in-house, right? That's smart, always my thing smart. to tell people. Outsource as much as you can until before you invest into actual equipment. I love it. Yeah. All right, so Jerry, with somebody that was starting off their their journey today, right? They're trying to figure out what he what size he presses best for them to go with. What would you recommend? A fifteen by fifteen, sixteen by twenty, and like why one over the other? So I love that question. Um, I usually tell my customers this way because I I do I'm on the phone a lot mm -hmm. here, um, so I actually get to and I love that I get to engage with customers, really hear them out. Like, hey, what's your business? What are you going to be doing? Um, which Again, I enjoy it. I love helping people. And so when I get that question, 15 by 15, I think, has a big advantage in the price because as soon as you jump up to 16 by 20, instantly you're paying more. It's a bigger machine. So if you're on a budget, 15, 15, that could handle so many different jobs. Like I'm wearing a triple X t-shirt, right? Easily could have pressed this on a 15 by 15. I think my graphic measures like 11.5 by I think like 10.5. Okay. So this would not be a problem on a 15 by 15. Um, I, I, the only reason why I say you would ha not have to, but I highly encourage you to get a 16 by 20 for two reasons. If you're doing the big 11 by 17 prints, uh, which 
even if inkjet, we carry that in 11 by 17. A lot of the transfers are available in 11 17. Um, that's a really tall portrait mm-hmm. graphic. Um, so if you're, if you're doing 11 17, you got to get a big 16 by 20 press. And then me, again, triple X t-shirt. If you're doing a lot of big garments, um, because you have to center the t-shirt to the, to, you have to center the shirt to the press first, it's just easier on a bigger plate. Yeah. So like, it's not impossible for me to do this on a 1515, but because there's so much fabric just hanging off the sides and off the front and the back, it's a little more difficult for me to center it. Versus on a 16 by 20, because it's a bigger plate, I have an easier time centering this big old 3X t-shirt. So that's kind of the guideline. But again, you're, I think the budget is the biggest factor. Right. Because you could only afford what you can afford. I don't want anybody, you know, losing their shirt on a heat press. You know, don't don't take food off your kid's table right. for a heat press. You know, uh, if you're going to use like a credit or, you know, borrow responsibly for your heat press, um, you know, so I think the budget's the biggest factor. But then if you have the budget for both and you're just trying to make a decision, yeah, go 1620 if you can. Um, you'll have more options. Yep. Uh, or 15, 15. I think it's a great place to start. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it's all yeah. about the budget. Yeah, I- exactly. I, too many people are just overextending themselves for too many things. And it's like, dude, but, and like you said, you just need a heat press, man. So you, could, you need is a heat you press. You don't even have to have a vinyl cutter. Yeah. You could just order super yeah. color for orders of 10 or more, you know? So yeah, all about the heat press. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So, so man, I, dude, I really, I'm just like, I'm processing this conversation we've been having such good, good information. Um, but I got to know, like, what, like, what's the future holding for garment creations? Yeah. So garment creations right now, the future is looking bright, man. We we have a goal to, to get at least 10,000 people started in their t-shirt business, you know? Yes, and I right now, yeah, we're, we're halfway there. We're halfway there. So we still got to yeah, keep going. Exciting. Yeah. We still got to keep going. And we have a lot of people that have gone through the Heat Press University program. And now, like I said, we're halfway there. You know, right now we have opportunity where people can join the monthly membership there for less than a cup of coffee a day. You'll be able to, to get resources and get expert knowledge from a person that's been doing it for nearly eight years now, right? So, and yep. yeah, that's that's really the, 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 the future right now for us is to dive deeper into the education part of things, working with a lot more of a lot more partners like yourself and all those stuff there, get more get more resources out there for our our people, our students. I love that. And when you say resources, are you like developing like classes, just different content? Like kind of I guess what kind of what's kind of going into Heat Press University right now? So right now it's is a lot of like content, live classes and stuff like that. So my goal right now is to do Travel around, do some workshops, like show up oh, in, in person, in person workshops. Definitely. Oh, that's dude. That is great. Yeah. 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 So when I say like partners, like really reaching out, okay, Jared, I want to come to California this month. You know, can we, yeah. can we collab on something? I bring some students that's local over there, like stuff like that, just to, to get people exposed more to, to the partners that are helping this industry grow. Yeah. I love it. Dude, that is super exciting, man. So why don't you do me a favor? Tell everybody where they can find you. I think more people definitely need to know about Garment Creations and about just the, like the wealth of knowledge and experience that you're bringing to the table. 
Awesome, man. So, yes, you can find me anywhere on the Internet at Garmin Creations. So that's Instagram at Garmin Creations, TikTok, YouTube, YouTube.com slash Garmin Creations. We also have a Facebook community as well. It's called Fire Up the Heat Press. That community has nearly 30,000 members in there. Like, we're, we're everywhere, man. We're just trying to get people as much information as we can, especially for beginners. If you're just starting up in this business and you feel overwhelmed with all the other stuff that's out there, I want to tell you, man, you don't need to tune into those expensive machines or these big machines and all these other stuff that's going on there, man. All you need is a heat press and you'll be on your way. Beautiful. Well, man, I love it. I really appreciate you taking the time to just share everything with us. This has been like super insightful for me. And I know our viewers are going to love it. So, dude, thank you so much. Appreciate it, Jared. Appreciate it. Thank you. Very welcome. All right. Well, everybody, thank you guys for tuning in to Customizing Culture, the Heat Press Nation podcast. Once again, my name is Jared, and my very special guest today is Erastus Norway from Garment Creations. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. All righty. We'll see you. All right, Jared. <laughs>